This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. Showtime, showtime. It is uh, Short-Term Rental Management, long-haired Luke Cashflow Carl, the shaman of short-term it is a wonderful day for an awesome day, and uh, I'm so happy to be here. It is, uh, it's great. It's awesome. I, I'm very grateful to be in your presence. Thank you for choosing to hang out with me for a few moments of your time as we become better property managers through rental real estate and the world of vacations, because that's what it's all about, providing a great place for our guests to enjoy their families, enjoy their lives, and have a great vacation um, and uh, today we are going to talk about minimum night stays. Minimum night stays. If you'd like to be a guest on short-term rental management, email me at uh, uh, guest at strmshow.com. Guest at strmshow.com. All experience levels are welcome. We'd love to have you this week. Minimum night stays after a word from our sponsor. Did you know that we're officially back in a buyer's market? That's right. Even though interest rates continue to rise, they are causing prices to fall. So there's finally room for you to do regular real estate investor things that we couldn't do for so long, like gas, negotiate, make lower offers, ask for sellers to cover some of your closing costs. So it's a really great time to buy in terms of being able to get a lower purchase price and being able to negotiate. So if you're looking for your first or next short-term rental, it's a perfect time to reach out to us at the short-term shop. Let our team of agents in any of our true vacation market destinations help you find the perfect investment. Jump on over to the shorttermshop.com and click get connected to get started. We are brokered by eXp Realty. See you all over there. Showtime, short-term rental management. I love you. Thanks for the hang. Let's talk about minimum night stays. Now, really what we're doing here is we're dabbling in pricing because this uh, has everything to do with pricing your property, which is the most important part of managing a short-term rental. Got to put those asses in the seats. I have too many people in my inbox that seem to be okay with their calendars not being full enough but they're not okay with it otherwise you wouldn't be emailing me you wouldn't be texting me you wouldn't be calling me which i do appreciate that me that email me anytime uh, i'd love to hear from you especially if you want to be a guest but um in other words if you're asking questions about you know what i mean go ahead and ask the questions but you gotta put it into service you gotta you learn from what you're doing wrong and, and learn from people that are doing it awesome and, and, and fill the calendar. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm the greatest at this of all time, even though I, I think I am. But <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. My calendars are not empty. I did get caught a little bit with my pants down in May. I did. I did. My February this year was not terrible. Um, but when May rolled around, I was not prepared and I was not booked enough. Now, I was able to play catch up but it is difficult to play catch up on larger properties, smaller properties, more forgiving, bigger properties, uh, be better, better possibility for higher ROI. In a lot of cases, it's kind of like doing multifamily short-term rental. All you got to do is add a bedroom and you've added a family. Uh, but 
you've got to pay more attention. It's almost like having two little ones or one and a half little ones for a big one, right? So I guess first, let's just dive into, uh, you know, what, what are some good rule of thumb minimum night stays based on the size of property? Now, this is, of course, going to be very greatly dependent on your market. I'm in three markets with short term. And um, seven markets overall across my portfolio, long term, and, uh, and of course, multifamily as well. But uh, my short terms are in about three different markets, really kind of four, but two of them are pretty much the same thing, that kind of thing, you know, not very far from each other anyway. So I guess, you know, I, I wrote down some guidelines here and we'll, and we'll discuss kind of some, some uh, you know, uh, advantages and disadvantages to all of these uh, uh, recommended minimum night stays. So let's say you got a zero bedroom property, which is, you know, maybe a condo. Uh, or um, it's, it's not uncommon in a mountain market to have a little, you know, zero bedroom, like a what what folks would call today a tiny home. I own one of those. I own a tiny home that is 5,500, uh, I'm sorry, 550 square feet, uh, zero bedrooms. Matter of fact, my tiny home um, used to be, uh, used to have a bathtub in the kitchen slash living room area. Um, I did do away with that this past winter which uh, left me with two months of no bookings, but it was worth it to get that out of there. It needed to be touched up and refreshed. You got to do that, guys. You got to keep these things looking nice and clean and sexy, and that's how you get better uh, rents, you know. But um, So zero to one bedroom, you know, minimum night stay. I'm probably going to put it, depending on the market, somewhere around, you know, three nights across the board, maybe two nights across the board. No wrong answer. I think if you're in the summertime on the beach, you could maybe do three night pretty easily. Um, if you're in the summertime in the mountains, maybe you do a three day weekend kind of minimum thing. You know, you can change all this stuff on price labs and beyond pricing. You can make all these custom uh, choices. You can customize it to your liking based on uh, the, you know, how far in the future and, um, also weekend versus weekday kind of thing. But I, I think a good rule of thumb, at least for me on a two bedroom, uh, I'm sorry, a zero bedroom would be two night minimum, one bedroom, same thing. I, I would consider a zero and a one bedroom kind of the same thing. The only difference is there is a door there. Are you going to sleep more people in a one bedroom versus a zero bedroom? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. Um, now, if the you know, if the if the living room has a sleeper, maybe you're putting four people in there. But you could still do that in a one in a zero bedroom. But they're very, you know, very similar in my eyes. Um, you know, you could argue all day that you could have four people comfortably if there is a wall there. So there, you know, there is that. But I think we're still sticking that right around two night men. Now I'm going to go one night men on. I'm going to customize that. Uh, Price Labs calls it orphan nights. Um, uh, you know, just your, your, your little, uh, you, you filling in the gaps. If you have a little one that like somebody books uh Thursday through Sunday, and then somebody books, uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday. So you get left with an open Wednesday that should automatically, at least in my, my business, I, I automatically change that to one night men on uh, price lives and beyond pricing. will do that for you. Your pricing software will do that for you. Um, you can do that based on how far out the, the gap is. In other words, if you got a one night gap in three months, uh, maybe we don't want to do one night, but that doesn't make any sense. I want to do one night gaps all the time to one night men. So just set that to one night men on one night gaps. Uh, we may um, take that same example on a two night gap and leave it at two nights 
further in the future. Like if it's two months from now, leave, leave it at two night men. As it comes closer in, maybe we switch it to one night at, at 30 days or something like that, or 20 days, switch it to one night men. Better chance of filling those dates in as one night than there are uh, than there is as two nights. Also, it's going to increase your gross income, um, which is, you know, really neither good nor bad based on your own personal revenue. Uh, because really what you're doing there is you're getting the double cleaning fee. If you do one night on two nights in a row versus two nights uh, on two nights in a row, you get a double cleaning fee. And maybe you could charge an extra five or 10 bucks per night for those one nighters. Then you could, uh, if you were clumping them together to get lucky, if you're really working it hard, you know, so your, your gross income increases, which, Hey, at the end of the day, you need to keep the juices flowing. That is the most important thing when it comes to your, your property and your calendar and your, your algorithms. You got to keep things moving and flowing. Those two nights empty, um, you know, yeah, you don't want to go too low because you're going to get some riffraff. I get that. But at the same time, if you can fill those nights any which way, uh, your property's getting more juice, more, more, you know, it's, it's, it's flowing. It's got the juju, man. It's got the mojo. Um, and, and that will lead to more bookings. Also, your cleaner likes you more. You know, um, the more the more cleans your cleaner, the more work you're giving her. Hopefully, the, you know, if you got a good cleaner, she wants to work or he. So, if your cleaner uh, likes the fact that you did two one nighters in a row as opposed to a one two nighter, then you got yourself a good cleaner. You know, now there is. Let's talk briefly about one nighters here while we're on the subject. There's a downside to one nighters. Did you know there's actually a company that will help you find and purchase your first or next short-term rental? The Short-Term Shop is the premier short-term rental acquisition company. They have a team of realtors with tons of experience, and most of them actually own their own properties as well. They are the best in the business and would be happy to help you with your next purchase. You can find them at theshorttermshop.com, brokered by eXp. TheShortTermShop.com. One-nighters are more work generally. Uh, there is, uh, I guess there's more of a chance that something could possibly go a little bit sideways. People passing through. Uh, a lot of times they didn't even really, they just booked whatever they could find for one night. They didn't even, you know, like look at it or plan ahead, that kind of thing. Um, more, Maybe a bit more of a chance for some partying and drinking going on and and that's just part of it. So you got to build your systems around that. That's just back to good management. You got to let them know, hey, we're okay with you staying here for one night, but this is not a crash pad. This is not a party pad. Um, a lot of times they'll, they'll want to stay, come in early and check out late. I absolutely do not allow that, period. Um, it's just not part of my systems. If you want to do early check-in, that's fine. That's not what today's podcast is about anyway. Uh, it's not what I, I don't I do not do early checking. Okay. Now, um, one-nighters, they are what they are. They fill in a gap, they get the juices, the moving and the mojo rolling, but um, there's a slight possibility that they might be a little bit more on the party side of things. But hey, people on vacation party anyway, man. You know, I was in the party business before I got into real estate. I owned a bar in New York City. So um, people partying, not unfamiliar to me. Now I don't do it anymore. Uh, I've got kids, you know, so I'm in dad land which is way more, that's way more fun than, than party land. 
uh, and life is so much better. But I do understand it. I get that mentality. Um, and you got to understand you're showing these folks a good time. That's a big part of it. They are, they earned it, man. They work hard. They work hard at their job to spend two, two days a week, a year coming on vacation to your house and have a good time. Now these one nighters, a little bit different there. You know what I mean? Like they didn't save up all year to go on that one night stay. They're just trying to get away for the, for the weekend or for one night or they're passing through, you know? So there is definitely no doubt about it. A little bit more of a chance that there might be some more empty beer cans on a one nighter than not. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and do those for sure on a zero and a one bed, which leads me to two beds. I will do a, I will do for sure a one nighter on a two bed. I'm not as eager to do it on a, on a two bed than I am on a zero or a one bed, but I will do it, especially to fill in gaps. I may put it on my, my, my price labs customizations, fill in the gaps. Uh, uh, one night changes to one night minimum. One night gap changes to one night minimum. Um, a two night gap changes to one night minimum within, you know, three weeks, 21 days out, that kind of thing. Very similar, honestly, for me on a two bed uh, to a zero or a one bed as far as minimum night stay is concerned. Um, and uh, I would love to get a three, a three night weekend on a, on a two bedroom if I can in the summertime. No reason not to, to, to try. Um, now, here's something I want to talk about before we get any deeper. There's a lot of folks that are worried about people booking the weekends and then not getting their weekdays booked got to stop that you got to knock that off that's noob stuff right there okay so yes the weekends are more popular obviously uh you got most of the people in the world that have weekends off uh, but you will still get the weekdays booked they may take a little longer to book you might have to lower those rates a little lower you can do all that stuff automatically you can automate most of that stuff make your weekends more expensive than your weekdays with your beyond pricing with your price labs with your wheelhouse um and then, but you got to get in there and pay attention. You got to get in there. In other words, don't do this. Don't go look at your calendar and say, oh man, Monday through Wednesday is open all next month. Let me go to Facebook and say, this sucks. I can't get any bookings on weekdays. That's not going to get you anywhere. All right. You got to get in there and change some things around. Lower those rates, do some black lines. That's what I call them. It's just a, a black line is an, a manual override and get that price a little lower. Maybe you black line it to a lower minimum night stay and a lower price, that kind of thing. Those nights are less desirable. Newsflash, hey, pay attention. A less desirable night is worth less freaking money. It's common sense. It's common sense, but I see it all the time where folks freeze up. Oh my God, nobody cares about my Monday. No, they do. They do, but you can't have it priced the same as you got your Saturday. You can't have a, a two-night minimum on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, and a two-night minimum on Monday and Tuesday on a one-bedroom property, and it's open next week. You got to get in there and get it booked. I'm a rock and roller. I used to play in rock and roll bands for many, many years none of which you've ever heard of but i'm going to tell you right now when the when the hall was empty that means we were not doing our job we were there to show people a good time and when nobody showed up that means my band sucks period oh my god there's so many bands out there the whole world is saturated with rock and roll bands nobody's ever going to come and see my band maybe your band just isn't that good <laughs> did you ever think of that 
Maybe you need a new front man. Maybe your drummer's too drunk all the time, you know, uh, which is a very common thing, by the way. But anyway, um, it's all fun and games, all right? So two night men on a two-bedroom and one night as you get in a little closer. Now three-bedroom, I'm going to go three-night men if I can. You know what I mean? It's all just easy, common-sense stuff. Three-night men, uh, two-night men, 30 days or less. I personally will do one night occasionally on a three-bedroom home. I do not recommend that for everyone. I think some folks, some managers, are probably better off letting the one-nighter go empty on a three-bedroom than booking the one-nighter on a three-bedroom. You need to have some experience now before you do one-nighters in general. If it's a one or a two-bed, go ahead and let it rip. Uh, if it's a three-bed and you've never done one-nighters, you probably don't want to come right out of the gate doing one-nighters. You might want to like get your feet wet and kind of know your systems and know how all this stuff works. There's more room for error with a one-nighter. These people are probably way better at traveling than you are at hosting because they're just passing through. They're on their way to the next house and the next house, and they're probably staying at six vacation rentals in a month. They know what they're doing. you know. Th so there's an aspect there. Also, you got a bigger home. One night, bigger home, more people, more beer, more parties, more puke. <laughs> so you, you probably need a little bit, you start to have a little bit more experience if you're going to do one night on a three-bedroom home. Now, of course, all of this is dependent on square footage as well. If you got a 600-square-foot three-bedroom, then you can go lower on your minimum night stay. If you got a 4,000-square-foot three-bedroom, that's a lot of people for one night that can potentially come in there and party and puke, right? Four-nighter? I'm sorry, four-bedroom? I'm going four-night. I mean, really, guys, it's it's very similar to number of bedrooms is number of ni minimum nights stay. It can be it can be that easy. Some folks like to overthink it. I get that. I've overthought it, and I, but I put in my 25,000 hours. I've uh, been through it all, and I have properties of all different sizes, and I'm, I'm seriously grateful to be able to share my stories with you guys. Um, so four-bedroom, we can do four-night men, especially on the weekend. Maybe a three-night men, 45 days or less from today, that kind of thing. I will do two night gaps on a four bedroom. I am never personally, I still to this day, I mean, as much experience as I have, no way in hell I'm doing one night on a four, a four bedroom house. I don't even like to do it on a three bedroom. I will occasionally. I think that going two night men on a four bedroom depends, again, depends on what this house is. My, I've got my, a couple of my four bedrooms are very, very nice homes that I could have never have dreamed of owning as a child. You know what I mean? Uh, as a kid uh, where, where I grew up and everything, but um, the, these, you know, I will, I will go two night men on a four bedroom occasionally, especially if they're desirable nights. If you find yourself, that's another thing. You find yourself with desirable nights on a four bed home. Like I've got a, a home in Destin, Florida, 3000 square feet. It's gorgeous. I've remodeled it over the years. It's beautiful. It's real close to the beach. Fantastic. Very sought after location. If I've got a Friday, if I, I don't, I don't set my calendar. Like you have to check in that this day, that day, because it, it's the more freedom they have to book, the more money you're going to make over time. If you say you Saturday to Saturday, that's old school property manager, third party property manager crap, especially on the beach. If you're available to book whenever you can book at higher rates, you, you know, you, in other words, they're more desirable dates to somebody for a three night men than they are a four night men. You're, you're narrowing down your, your buyer pool by lowering your number of your minimum night stay your number of nights okay so anyway 
got me off on a tangent there. Now let's just say that I end up with my Destin house is uh two night men. I'm sorry, two nights open on the weekend. Friday and Saturday night are open. Hell yeah, I'm gonna do two night men on that thing. Because those those dates are super desirable. Number one, it's a weekend in July or whatever. Number two, I can crank that price so high because nobody else is going to let them stay for two nights over a weekend in that house, period, in anywhere in that neighborhood. Everybody else is doing six, seven night minimums. And then if it just if it doesn't get booked, whatever, you know, because they're third-party property managers. That's another thing we got to talk about, folks. 90% of your competition is third-party property management. They're not trying as hard as you are. They could be better at it than you are, but you can get better and they will never try as hard as you do or have the uh, ability to, to, to try. So you get my point there. If I end up with a Friday and Saturday night open on my big beach house, dude, I'm psyched. And my price goes through the roof. And here's another thing. I'm not even going to notice uh, so that when I do notice, those dates are definitely going to be available because I've got like a four-night men on those days. So eventually I'll open my calendar on Price Labs. I'll look through and I'm like, wait a minute, holy crap, what's this two-night gap over here? That's awesome. It's stuck at four-night men, so nobody can book it. It's only three, four weeks from now. Dude, if I if I bump that thing down to two-night men on a Friday and Saturday, uh, I can raise that price up through the roof and get that book because nobody else is going to rent that same house for two-night men on a Friday and Saturday. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it either. It just happened. It was a fluke. Somebody booked Sunday through Thursday and all of a sudden I'm left with Friday and Saturday. Psyched. That's great. Two night men. Eh, you know, most of the time I'm not going to do a two night men on, on a, on a four bedroom occasionally. Now five bedroom, I think I'm probably sticking closer to the four night men on that. You know what I mean? That's where we, we get a little bit off from the number of bedrooms. Same as the uh, minimum night stay thing. Uh, so I think on a five bed, I do have one five bedroom, which coincidentally is uh, smaller than I've got, uh, I don't know, three, four bedrooms and my five bedroom is smaller than all three of them. Well, at least two of them. Um, but for me personally, I'm probably going to stick at four night men on a five bedroom. Now it depends on the five bedroom because a not all not all five bedrooms are created equal that's another thing you got to understand you know where is this house you're renting and what is it is it a vacation home or is it in cleveland you know um is it a two million dollar five bedroom or is it a 600 square foot five bedroom that you piece together with whatever pallets <laughs> you know what i mean um so for me my five bedroom is a pretty damn nice house it's in a great location pigeon forge uh, Tennessee, and um, I, I do a four-night men on that bad boy, no problem. I'd love to get five nights on it, but it's really not that common to get somebody want to come stay for five nights. Most folks are in and out three, four days on their vacation, at least in my vacation towns. So I, I find that I can optimize my five-bedroom at a four-night men, um, and I might bump out the three-night men, uh, uh, or bump in, should, should I say. The, in other words, if I got a three night hole, I might hold off on that. And, uh, or I'm sorry, if I got a four night hole, I might hold off on bumping that to three nights, uh, until maybe like three week, uh, four weeks out, maybe 30 days out, 21 days out. Um, I, I don't, I'm not in as much of a hurry to lower my minimum night stay on a five bedroom. Um, that being said, maybe I should be, you know what I mean? Let's play devil's advocate here. Like, let's say, okay, this thing's got a four night gap. 
five bedroom property is more difficult or it takes more lead time in some cases than a, a one bedroom property. So maybe I do need to jump that, that, that thing down a little quicker to do my best to fill in those dates as good as possible. I could see both. I could see both the argument both ways on that one. You know what I mean? So, um, and then we go on from there, you know, six, seven, eight, nine bedrooms. I don't know anything about that, man. That's a, that's out of my pay grade. I don't have anything six bedrooms or bigger, but I, I think I'd probably go with, again, six bedrooms, six night men. The key here, guys, as I always say over and over and over, is don't overthink it and get your calendar filled. Get your calendar filled. I had a lady call me yesterday and she said, well, everybody in my market that I'm talking to is only 30% booked and everybody just says that's just the way it is these days. And I'm like 40% booked, so I'm doing better than them. And uh, that's just the way it is. And, and I said to her, I said, lady, I don't know who you're hanging out with, but if you're hanging out with people that are only 30% booked, you need to hang out with new people. You need some new friends. That is the number one thing in my life when it comes to being successful. Get the losers out of your life. 30% people are losers. She's like, I'm like, where did you even find these people? Well, some Facebook group and this guru, she, he's got a, you know, this guy, he's got a class. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. I never heard of him. There's a million of them out there now. But if he's telling you that 30% is good and you should be happy with that or like that's just the way it is now, dude, that's like quitting drinking and going to the bar. Oh, I don't drink. Well, then what the hell are you doing here? If you want to be skinny, don't hang out with a bunch of people that are overweight. I hate to tell you. If you want your calendar to be filled, do not hang out with a bunch of people that are 30% occupied. I'm sorry, lady, who will remain nameless. I'm super glad you called me because I had this story to tell, but you can't do that. You are the average of the five folks you are closest to. And, and, the, and that applies to all, all sorts of different scenarios. You are the, your property is the average of the five other people who you know's properties. So go out and make friends with some badasses, okay? Make friends with the skinny dude. I, I'm a runner. There's plenty of runners out there that run two miles a day, and they're slow, and the, they're, they're not crushing it. I want to go hang out with the guy, the runner, who's better than me. Find the runner that's better than you. Find the guy who's got a calendar that's more full than yours. Like friends with him. Dude, I and tell him you like him. Tell him you show him some respect. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I really wish I could run as good as you. That's all he ever wanted to hear in life. You think he's out there for his health? Yeah, a little bit. Mostly he just wants to be a badass. You know what I mean? I want my property to be filled. I want to put food on the table for my children. And when somebody comes to me and said, Luke, you're crushing it. How do I do that? I, it means the world to me. You know what I mean? So go find some folks that are crushing it. Stay away from those 30% occupied people. Come on, man. Come on. So long story short here. Minimum night stay is a little, it's, just, it's a lot like pricing. It's really kind of the same thing, really. It's the same family. Uh, you have got to make changes look at your calendar and make changes based on how booked you are and how booked you are not on your minimum night stay and over time your price per night will go up if you are keeping that calendar filled and the mojo running your price per night will go up if you're letting those little three-nighters stay empty no juju baby the juices ain't flowing you know what i mean so put the asses in the seat short-term rental management i love you Long-haired Luke.
saying, don't overthink it. I am going to give you a uh, book recommendation. Uh, reading a couple of great books recently, actually. Let me pull them up because I never remember the names of anything. Just read a book called The Mountain Is You. It's perfect for today's podcast, too. You guys got me fired up. Read this book, The Mountain Is You. It's wonderful. Brianna Weist. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, which I think I am. I loved it. I just thought it was going to be some other, no, another cheesy self-dev crap book, whatever. And it was wonderful. I was very motivated, and it was short. I like that, and um, I appreciated it. So, Brianna Weist, I, I appreciate you for your book, Long-Haired Luke, saying don't overthink it, and I love you.